Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brawl Podcast. We're live. It's a new week. We're here. Jaden, how are we doing on this cold and rainy Monday night? Oh, this weekend sucked. For you. For me, yes. This weekend sucked for me. MSU lost. Duke got the dub, so that was good. My everything but bars gymnastics team lost in Utah. And the Rams took the L on Friday. So Big gymnastics guy. Huge gymnastics guy. That was Good. probably the biggest L. It was, <laughs> and unranked. Today we're going to discuss a couple of different topics. First, we're going to go over the Grizz Cat game that happened this last Sunday. Next, we're going to go over our trek on previewing NFL divisions. And today we will be talking about Jaden's beloved AFC East. Okay, knock that shit off. It's Cat Grizz. It's alphabetically Cat Grizz. Not when we win. Not if we win. <laughs> well, uh, like Jaden said, uh, Rammies went down. Uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, some Big Fork students that came up to me and told me they were listening to the podcast at Divisionals. And it was a fun weekend at Western B. And Vikes got the dub versus the Rams and nothing new there. All right, a few things. Ow. One ow. Two, it's scary to see an Epperly that could shoot the ball. Offense, Darius, take that. And in Ram news, we we fired one stack to hire another. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what I've heard. He's not the greatest either. Well, little background is so we fired Eddie and signed Anderson, the guy before Eddie. But watching the game for or watching the Rams live for the first time, I realized he's he's just a sit in. We really just hired Toby Stack, and you can't fire one stack to hire another. So with the Rams, I don't know. The Rams might be in rough shape for four years. They have a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. Seven freshmen on varsity, six of them play. And an NFL player's son. Yep. Ta- Talon? Talon? Talon Reynolds. Whatever it is. Uh, Reynolds. Shout out Montana Tech basketball, defeating Carroll for the Frontier title. Uh, Carroll insider Archie Patrice says Tech deserved this win, and it was a great shot by Drew Hughes. Yeah, the NAIA basketball starting to come to tourney time and we're starting to see uh, the student sections get huge it was huge as it, you showed it me. looked like a crosstown man bigger way bigger yeah i i do love shout out carol because they put it on youtube for free that's instead clutch. of instead of like the mhsa you have to subscribe to something they just put it on youtube for free like mhsa class b class double a just put it on youtube thank the catholics thank you <laughs> private schools man they don't need the cash well all jokes aside uh, let's get right into the podcast, and let's discuss the game that went on Sunday afternoon. And, uh, Jaden, before I give my thoughts on the game, uh, I want to hear your opinion first on the game. God, this one was rough to watch because it's not like the Cats were playing bad. Don't get me wrong. The Grizz in the first half couldn't miss. And then throughout the game, the Cats couldn't hit a three. We were one for eight, and I think you guys made 11. You are correct there. Yeah, and – and uh. The trio of sophomores the Grizz have are just absurd. They're, they were as advertised. This is the first Grizz game I watched, and though those three are as advertised. They can they can score at will. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the Aussie, Bannon, quite the player. He didn't yeah. look like that last year. I, I'm guessing not. That's what the commentator said. Yeah, I think he put in a lot of work over the summer. And yeah. Now, the, my question, though, is are they streaky? Because they did lose to Idaho and Idaho State. Those were both on the road, but I'm guessing this sophomore trio is a little streaky. Extremely streaky. Right. I mean, if you look at their record, they're not they're not top dog like the Cats were. They're just extremely good at home. Yeah, I mean, hey, they're getting hot when it counts. So, If you didn't watch yesterday, 
the Montana Grizzlies <laughs> defeated the Montana State Bobcats 80 to 74. It was a great game. Uh, the Grizz started out well. Um, they never really lost the lead. Uh, they didn't lose the lead exactly. Once. Yeah, yeah, and they now improved to 14 and one at home, which is probably the best I've seen in a couple of years. And it's not even their best team, which is surprising to me. And now have beat the Cats 11 times in a row at home. And I know we lost in Bozeman, but what do you think about the Cats not, not doing well here in Missoula? Uh, that was two road game miles I've seen this year. One at Eastern, one at Grizz. And now the refing was terrible both ways. I just want to point that out. There were way too many charge calls for a college basketball game. And that's both ways. You think it was a little ticky-tacky? I think it was very ticky-tacky. They were calling everything they saw, which in a rivalry game, you have to let it play. Let it play. Uh, like I said before, just about five minutes in the game, the Grizz were able to get their first lead, 11-10, uh, to 10, and didn't look back. Jaden, what do you think the Cats could have done better to make this game more back and forth? Uh, just be more sound on defense. They were letting, the, like I said, the trio of sophomores just fly by them, missing rotations, missing easy screens. And offensively, I mean, I don't know. We, d- we did our job on offense. I know we lo- love to play through our big man. Just didn't hit your threes. Just could not. We didn't even want to shoot our threes. We had open shots, but we like the only three we made was a uh, late shot clock deep ball. Lucky. Wetted it, though. The Aussie, Josh Bannon, could not be stopped. Uh, as we saw yesterday, he finished with 23 points, 7 assists, and 3 rebounds. Had several layups, uh, dunked down low, banked in three-pointer, and a halftime buzzer beater. What did you think of Bannon's play versus your Cats? I was pissed about the halftime buzzer beater because I don't know what happened, but I think looking at a different angle, our guy kind of got screened, but he shot that halftime shot wide open. Like that, that, was, a, that was a catch and shoot. That was a three-point contest. That was wide open. But other than that, Bannon was dominant in this game. Do you think they guard him differently next game if they meet each other in Boise? Absolutely. What do you think they do? I think next time we don't see Bellow on him because Bannon can play outside, and Bellow is a more known to be a big man, like big inside, dominate the paint, which he did on offense. He had 21 points. But defensively, I think we, we move Muhammad onto him. Just I think he's longer, lengthier. A little more can athletic. I, can, can actually play or defend outside well. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. I think – they need to change it up. And also guard Brandon Whitney. I actually have a class with him last semester. Finished with 17 points and played great defense on the other end of the court. He really did a good job of contesting three-pointers, and he tied for the best plus-minus on both teams. Um, what did you see guard play versus, uh, versus the Cats and Grizz here? Uh, Brandon Whitney, no one wanted to guard him. Same with Beasley. And as for the Cats, I mean, Bishop at 27, so not a lot of guard defense for both sides. But I think Montana played a lot more like, I don't want to say ISO because it wasn't, but it was a lot more two-man game, a lot more play through the guards, while MSU is more of a motion, like swing it, swing it, that the guard attacks. Yeah, and I mean, he finished, like you said, with the most points in the game, so it's not like... The Grizz were just dominant on defense. but No, I mean, this was a close game. Caspar was in two with like a minute left, and the Grizz just kind of soared. 
Yeah, the Cats won the second half. That was, I mean, that was the story of the game, though. Cats, every time the Cats brought it close, Grizz wouldn't let him get past, though. I think the momentum in the first half kind of really really helped uh, play the whole game out. And when I look at the team stats, there's a couple things I picked out that were really interesting to me. It almost looks like MSU won the game because uh, they outscored UM 44-28 to in the paint. Uh, Montana had six more turnovers than MSU. So what do you think when you hear those first couple stats and knowing that they lost? I think the only thing the Cats lost this game in was three-pointers. Like, it actually comes down to that. We shot 50. Both shot 51%. Free throws, we were 86%. Like, we just we, – we did out-rebound you a lot, though. I really hope we see these teams play in Boise. I, I really hope. So, that or uh, one – I hope we see them in the championship and one team knocks out Weber on the way. Gosh, could you imagine winner goes to March Madness? That's why – Grizz. That's why – little side note here. That's why the Big Sky Tournament should be at the one seed again. Because I remember yeah. the days where it was in Dahlberg. I remember watching Damian Lillard before he got, got to the league. I don't know why they don't do that. It'd be so cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks bad because that's like the only, other than this one, that was the that usually is the only ESPN game because all the championship games are on ESPN. Like, it just looks bad. You have a half arena. You have the parents basically there because, I mean, who wants to drive to Boise if you're a student? Even if we're not the ones you'd like. Yeah, the brick would be packed. I mean, the top three. You got to go to any any of those places are yeah. cool. The top three teams are usually Weber, UM, and then recently the Cats, or in the past the Cats. Yeah, or Eastern, or which we saw. Or Eastern, but I mean, all those places have great fan bases. I'd rather see a packed brick than a half half full. It's time. We're gonna dive into the AFC East. We're gonna start with the Patriots. Jaden, your opinion on the last Patriots season? I mean, I thought we'd at least get another Patriots shitty season, but obviously they spent too much money in the offseason. I think the Mac Jones draft was perfect for them, but they do need more playmakers moving forward. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the draft coming up for each one of these teams. Just going over their season, the Patriots finished 10-7 and overall. Uh, they lost to the division rival Bills in the wild card round. Actually got spanked 47-17. to and they went 1-2 and two against the Bills on the season. Ranked middle of the pack in offense and 15th. Their defense was ranked high, being ranked 4th place. They started the season 1-3, and three, and they lost to Miami week 1. Jaden, how were we feeling after that loss by the Pats? Oh, that was a W by the Finns, baby. That's all I was thinking. I wasn't thinking Pats. I know you weren't. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk Dolphins. But then about midway through the season, uh, the Pats and Mac. Jones got hot when they were two and four something clicked or changed because they went on to win seven in a row including some good games the Chargers and spanking the Titans at home 36-13 and then something changed again as they finished the season they finished very poorly by going one and three and just were able to sneak into the playoffs and it probably wasn't even worth it because having Josh Allen torch you for five touchdowns on primetime TV is not fun. Well, before that, I, I've been saying it for years. Week 18, week 17, Miami is the toughest place to play in sports. Yeah, we've seen it. Pats just do not do well last week of the season versus the Dolphins. At home, baby. But, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen spanked them. The Bills spanked them. It was a bad day to have a bad day by the Pats. Who do you see them taking in the draft, Jaden? Uh, they have the 21st pick, so I'm going Kair Alam, quarterback from Florida. I think it gives a true 
second cornerback to, to J.C. Jackson. He is a free agent, so let's see if he returns. He's a perfect press man corner for the past defensive scheme. And second round. Second round, I've been taking offensive George Pickens, wide receiver from Georgia. Great hands, and it's just a weapon for back. You, can, you can't go wrong choosing an SEC receiver. No, those are those really solid selections. I think first round, they take Drake London, a receiver from USC. A 6'5", wide out. He uses his large frame and wide catch radius to dominate at the catch point. I think with Mac Jones, that would be a great weapon for him, being able to get another person the ball. He's definitely a top 15 talent. And then I was doing a little research on the O-line today, and I think they should take offensive tackle Bernhard Raymond from Central Michigan because the Patriots have had really good tackles, um, especially the left tackle the last 20 years. They had Nate Soldier for so long, and right now they have Isaiah Wynn, and he's on his final year of contract. So if he leaves, I think they need uh, some protection for Jones. Jaden. Where do you see the Patriots next season? I see them still kind of being mid-major, maybe a little worse next season. I'm finishing third in the East and missing the playoffs, obviously. Yeah, and I can understand your, your point of view there. My um, biased point of view, I'm not going to lie. Hey, that's okay, though. We understand you're a Dolphins fan. I think they do finish second, but I do understand the third-place selection. I think Mac Jones is a very good study quarterback I think he's a student of the game I think he is really going to try as hard as he can to figure it out and we were talking about this earlier but he is not used to the cold he's got to learn to throw on the cold the will so give him a year or two give me a year or two he lives he lives in Foxborough so let's move on to our next team uh Jaden your opinion on the Bills last season ah uh, this is tough because I love Josh Allen but I hate the Bills so this team will be potentially dominant for the next five to ten years. They have a franchise quarterback in Josh Allen, great receivers with Diggs and others, and their defense is number one. Yep, their defense, like you said, ranked first in the league. Uh, their offense ranked fifth. They finished 11-6 and six overall in the season. They started the season hot, 4-0 against some easy teams like the Jets, Falcons, Panthers, and Pats. And then they had a couple couple losses. Uh, they lost to the Bucks, and then they played the Patriots again week six and lost at home. Some started to question the Bills after this loss. Were you one of them, Jaden? I was not. This team is too good to be bad. So it's, yeah, too good to be bad. You saw through it. I saw through it. Like the Bucks lost, that was Brady being Brady. But the uh, Pats lost, that was a 30-mile-an-hour wind game with gusts of 50. So it, it Rookie was, quarterback. It was a great. It was a run-the-rock, ground-and-pound game. Yeah, and when we keep talking about their season, I want you to listen to this because this is an absolute roller coaster. They easily win at New Orleans. Then they're blown out by the Colts at home. And then they go and blow out the Jets on the road. And then they lose to Jacksonville, only scoring six points. Jacksonville beats some squads, man. They kind of have their number a little bit here and there for some teams. Yeah, I mean, the Colts, Week 18, the Dolphins in London. Kind of some surprising Jacksonville wins. beat some great teams. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, after that, uh, they beat the Dolphins, as you said. And then they lost a tight game on the road to the Titans, which is, you know, understandable. Yeah. But then they followed up with an uh, 18-point win at Kansas City. 
Jaden, what is this roller coaster? Why? So the Dolphins game, I was torn because obviously I won the Dolphins to win, but I did have Bills minus eight in a parlay, and Josh Allen did run a QB power on fourth and goal on the five to punch it in to get that minus eight. So I was pissed, but I was not that pissed because I won money. Hey, you saw it. You'll bet with the heart. And you did not do that. I did not. Respect to you for that one. Um, they finished the season well, though, um, finishing 3-1, and one, giving them the number three seed in the playoffs. Uh, they were matched up with number six, New England. Uh, we already talked about it earlier. The Patriots got absolutely smacked by the Bills in the wild card. Then they lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round. Uh, definitely the game of the year. Jaden and I have talked a lot about this already, so we won't dive into that one. But let's talk uh, Bills draft and what they do, what they need to do going forward. Uh, who do you see them taking first round? First round, I see them taking Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington. I think with Tre'Davious White's injury, it showed kind of a lack, a lack at corner, and this also gives them a true CB two with maybe Levi Wallace leaving free agency. And what about second round? Second round, I have them taking Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State. Gives them kind of a true speed running back. I can see him playing the same role as kind of Joe Mixon for the Bengals, where where he's kind of speed back, but he can also play in the power pass game. I mean, the Chiefs, 88% of their passes were with three or more receivers, so this kind of gives them like an Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, where you could you could throw the check down and still get 15 to 20. Yeah, and I think that wouldn't hurt them at all. No, not at all. I think the Bills would do just fine with that. Like we were talking about earlier, this game's only, like, you get only slightly better, and this is one of the ways you can. Yeah, no, I I definitely hear you out there. And I'm going to give you my predictions. I think they take Traylon Burks, receiver from Arkansas. I think the Patriots and the Bills take a receiver first round. Uh, I think they could take a corner here, like you were saying. But, like, I think Chadavius White's, I think he's still good enough to where – they don't need to worry about it as a first-round pick to add. Um, I had them taking, actually, a corner second round. But I think them, them taking Burks here, 6'4", 225, big, smooth, and natural. That's the scouting report. <laughs> I know you like to hear that. Out of context, that just sounds so bad. Well, Mr. Smooth and uh, natural. <laughs> the versatility to operate from wherever you want and get to wherever he wants, no matter the competition. They compared him to A.J. Brown. So if he could turn out like that, having like a A.J. Brown-like player, not saying he'll be anything close or not saying he will be, and a Stephon Diggs would be so deadly for Allen. Like, like, like we alluded to, you can only make this team better. Yeah, you can only make this team better. And then I think they take uh, Roger McCreary cornerback from Auburn I think he falls out of the first round due to his short arm length and I do think he did really well though against some SEC receivers and his scattering report did say that he's a fluid athlete with a smooth pedal and very good body control Uh, shows the ability and understanding to play in both man and zone (laughs) has great ball skills rarely oh the scattering reports are (laughs) sus not gonna lie. Well, I gotta start reading these scouting reports. Hey, yo! Rarely, if ever, panics when the ball is in the air, attacks the ball in reception point, and does an excellent job separating the receiver from the ball. Jaden, where do you see the Bills next season? And where do you see them in the AFC East? No shocker, one in the East. Super Bowl champs. 
I think this is the year. Next year's their year. I think this is the year. I don't like agreeing with you, but I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I think they are pissed off. I think this pissed team's off. A, this team's gonna come up with vengeance. They might drop like an early one they shouldn't have early, but that that's gonna be the only one. Uh, let's move on to a total opposite end of a team. Um, probably the <laughs> understatement. Not probably, probably the worst team in this division. Um, throughout all the years. Jaden, your opinion on the Jets last season? They're the shit stand of the AFC East. They're a rebuilding team, so I know how they feel. But I don't know if Zach Wilson's the guy. I think they w- they might have wasted a pick. Explain. Well, he did get hurt. But when he was in, he was just making terrible reads. Like, you're not playing at BYU anymore. And some people were worried about that. I was. And it did show. But... They did go 4-13, which compared to the last season before that, it was better. They're on the way up. They are, they are slowly taking their way up. They ranked last in offense two seasons ago, but this last season, they improved to 26, so not bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Improvement for Jets fans, if you're even out there. And their defense, shit the bad though, last in the league. Terrible. They need to work on the deep. Absolutely. That's the next step for them. Um, getting some stops late in the game. They did have stops. the return man of the year, Braxton Berrios, though. They need something, and they got it. But thank God they got him. They started the season rough, of course. Uh, Jets are used to that. Um, but they did win their first game week three, which was far better than the year before. They had to wait till week 15. And they had a huge upset win against the Titans, uh, winning in overtime. It was Zach Wilson's best game, uh, throwing a season high, 297 yards. Uh, unfortunately for Wilson, he did get hurt, and they started rolling again with some more losses. Um, they did get another impressive win, though, against the AFC champion Bengals. Mr. Mike White threw 405 yards, and they won by one field goal. The Mike White show. I think that or and the Titans game, if they can do that, they can possibly not be the dog shit team they are. It's tough because was that the Jets showing their true potential or was that the Bengals and the Titans sleeping on the Jets? It's tough because we don't know. We don't know. We really don't know. I want to say sleeping. But at the same time, but we, we don't. don't know. Yeah. Um, and then they're losing problems. Obviously picked up again, and that last-ranked defense really showed. They were able to beat uh, Houston and Jacksonville, so they were not the worst team in the league last year. Absolutely not. They were not. The year before they were, but not last year. Um, Jaden, this team still needs help. We're seeing small improvement. What do they need next? So we're going into the draft then, I assume, yeah? Absolutely. <coughs> All right. They have two Nobody's in- going to play there free agent-wise. <laughs> yeah. All right, so they have two in the top ten at four and ten. What do you got first round for them? At four, they're taking... My boy Derek Stingley from LSU. Really? The corner. He's He's been the best since the 2019 Chipper game where Clemson did not want to attack him. And then at 10, I have them taking Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. I think he'll be the Jets version of Fred Warner. I want the Broncos to take him. I didn't say it on the pod last week, but after doing a little more research, I was like, damn. Yeah, this guy's good. I have them taking Kyle Hamilton at four. He's damn good. He did have a little bit of injury problems, but his ball skills and the way his hips turn with the agility, it reminds me of a Jesse Bates, Justin Simmons kind of guy. And he has the potential to be a star, in my opinion. 
And then I think Stingley drops a little bit, in my opinion. Do you think? I, I just don't think... He is injury. That's what injury I'm saying. I, just don't, I don't think the teams take a fast selection on him with a little bit of injury history. And they do need help at corner, though. They need help at everything. Yeah, they need help everywhere. But starting somewhere is better than nowhere. Yeah, I didn't do really a lot of deep dives into my Jets picks because they need help. Yeah, exactly. And I think they start with the DBs first because... That's where their defense has given up the most yards is in the passing game. I think you just don't pass on Devin Lloyd, though, at 10. If he it's falls to 10. Yeah. Um, the, the scattering report on Stingley, um, I wrote down, and he had a freshman campaign for the ages, um, completely erasing one side of the field, despite having no experience entering the year. Great size, 6'1", 190, and he's going to be a top 10 talent. But, Jaden, where do you see the Jets next season? With some uh, some stud rookies coming in, another year of Salah under the helm. I do like Salah. I think he's the right man at the helm. But I think with these new guys coming in, they're going to be a swaggy fourth seed in the East. With very little improvement, but I do see an upset win over someone. I don't know who yet, but someone. They did it twice last year. Exactly. I think they get three next year. You, get, you think three? You think, think they're a three-win team? Well, they were four-win this year. They were a four-win team this year. That's true. But the, what no, was think, the Texans? I think it? they win five games next year. I think they get their classic two games they play against awful teams. Yep. And then I think they get three upsets next year. Like Sutton and London get a win type? Could type be. One? Yep. 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 I think we see that on the same page. Yeah, but, but they're last. They're, they're finishing last again. But, you know, give them five years maybe we'll see an improvement maybe 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 if these if these rookies pan out they could have a defense all right we're talking dolphins Jaden I want your personal fan opinion on the Dolphins last season we were shitty started out shitty Tale of two halves, dog shit first half. We won in Foxborough week one. I thought we turned the page on our first half performances, but no, we were shit. Second half, 7-0, and but shitty teams. We beat the Jets twice. With that being said, I did like the Flores fire. I thought he, really? was, I thought he was a good coach, but one, he didn't have the locker room like everyone thought he did. Two, I don't think he's a great coach. He's good, not great. So I think, it was, I think it was the right time to part ways. That's fair. And they're bringing in a mastermind, in my opinion. Give me your opinion on the new hire. I love Mike McDaniel. He looks like an analytics guy, so I expect a lot of like fourth and fives we're going for. I think Tua will succeed under him. I think he's bringing in great assistant coaches, including the most beloved Dolphins secondary in Pat Sertan Sr. and Sam Madison. I love those two. Absolutely love them. I love the name Sertan. And I think with Pat Sertan and Sam Madison, X and Byron Jones will ball out next season like they always do. But with that being said, I still think we need playmakers, especially at receiver. And O-line, of course, but at receiver mainly. I do like the Dolphins kind of looking at like a McVay route, going young. Going young. That's what you kind of need right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just a different way to look at the game. I think we I think we needed an offensive hire. We got it. Because our defense is good. We we kept our same DC that we had under Flores. So the defense won't change too much. 
But offensively, we needed to change. We were stuck in like the early 2000s, like I form, and then we're going to pass. We're going to go to spread, and it's going to be obvious. I think we need a true running back one. I think our running back room is a little too deep. I'd like to see their Philip Lindsay take the one spot. I've, I've heard a stupid rumor about Christian McCaffrey. I, that would be huge for them. Obviously, it would be huge, but I mean, I just don't see him coming to Miami this season. Probably not, but it's definitely a name to, to latch on to. Absolutely. Like, I would love it if he came. Because their offense uh, did rank low in the league, 25th in the league, and the defense was uh, middle of the pack. Uh, that's probably because of their, their rough start. But, like you said, quite a turnaround uh, during the season for the Finns. And since the first time since I was born in 2000, the Dolphins beat the Patriots twice in one season. Flores owns fucking Belichick. Hopefully that doesn't change. He around. can't beat the fucking Bills to save his life, though. He was like 0-6 against the Bills. It was terrible. Hey, he at least he got it done versus the best coach of all time. Well, I mean, week 18 Miami, we've been over that. Yeah, exactly. It's a W. That's how I knew Jimmy G would be terrible at San Francisco. You don't schedule Miami last week. Absolutely not. Not if it's at home. Nope. And especially when you look at the seasons, like it's usually cold. So, like, you go down to this hot atmosphere, you're winded. You're, you're winded. sweating. You got the Miami miracle. Yep. You got Just the sun on. shining on you while, Absolutely. The, while the fins are in the shade. Hard rocks at least 56% capacity. 54. 50, 56. Give me, give me 56. It's coming around. It's coming they, around. At least they had the Super Bowl there Miami, a couple years Mi- ago. Yeah, Miami's, Miami's has to transition back into a football town. They've been a basketball town for a little too long. When I tell you Tua had 2,600 passing yards this season, what do you think about his play? He's a good quarterback. Obviously, I was pissed at him when we were losing because this was like the first season I was a true roller coaster fan where the highs were high and the lows were low because I thought this team was a lot better than we showed. But Tua is a good quarterback. And you're not rocking with Miles Gaskin, you said, maybe for the future? He's good, not great. 612 yards on the year. See, I've had him on my fantasy team twice, accidentally, both times. But, like, they'll put the, – the problem with Flores is he didn't really have, like, a true grip on the offense. So Gaskin would go off for, like, 150 yards week five, and then week six he would get two touches. Well, with a new coach, Gaskin could be better. Or, or Phil find someone else. Or, or Mr. Fall Forward and Philip Lindsay. Yeah. My man, Aurora, Colorado, went to Colorado, played for the Broncos. And I also saw one of the stats. I think he's the the league leader in the most attempts rushing without a fumble. Yeah. Like like I said, Mr. Fall Forward, Mr. Mr. No T.O.'s. He's, Do you he's know his exactly nick- You know his nickname from Colorado? You might like it. I'll tell you. Tasmanian Devil. I love that. That's his nickname. That's I thought name. it was going to be something weird. <laughs> also, our head coach, big weed guy. I love to hear that. Big weed guy. I would smoke a J with that man. Absolutely. Analytics guy. Just talk football with him. Oh, pick his brain. Oh, it'd be so awesome. Yeah. I do love McDaniel Hire too, because like every star from San Francisco was sad he left. Like all of them. Hughes check, Kittle, D- Debo. Debo was sad. That that this puts a smile on my face. But with Chris Greer as our GM, I'm still like I wanna be like excited, like we're moving in the right direction. And 
than Chris Greer to something stupid. Yeah, it's all about the ownership at the end of the day. It, it truly is. But and the GM and everything comes down to but it. It's not ownership because we have Dan Marino partnering, and then rumors are Tom Brady might buy a stake into the fans. So he's owned he already us. owns it. He, he, <laughs> you kind of took it out of my mouth. He's owned us for years, so might as well make it official. It's true, except unless week – Week seventeen, he's uh, or I guess week eighteen. Now he, yeah. he's leaving. He's not uh, ownership during that week. Well, no, he's actually a fe- he's actually gonna know what it feels like to win in week eighteen now. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, let's talk about my personal favorite dolphin. Jalen Waddle was able to hit the one thousand receiving yard mark uh, in his first season, which was awesome to watch. Uh, I was rooting for him all year, and in the last three years, only Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, and Justin Jefferson are the only other receivers to have 1,000 yards in one season. And only 25 receivers in NFL history have done this. Jaden, I want to hear your look on Waddle going forward and your reaction to his great rookie season. So he is my favorite player on the roster right now. I loved him when we drafted him. I thought he was going to do exactly what he did. I didn't think we used him right for about half the season, and then we kind of flipped that and started using him right. They, just, they started. They started getting him in some screens. They some said screens, slants. Like he was. He was always a, like first half of the season we were using him exclusively in the bubble. I don't know why. Like all I ever saw him was bubbles. That's their whole playbook on Madden, basically. But then like second half started slants a little bit more. We showed his route tree a little more, and obviously with the two connection, those two were great. In college, so I expect more of that going into next season. I'm I'm excited yeah. about this team. I'm excited about Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I'm very excited about him. I like when I watched the Finns Sunday. Didn't have anyone on fantasy for them, but next season I'm thinking about trying to get Waddle. Oh, I had Waddle this season. Must have been nice. Beautiful. I had inconsistent Terry Kill who lost me my game. Oof. Let's talk draft. Let's talk Dolphins draft. Uh, how do you see the first two picks going, Jaden? All right, so we we got two pretty late ones since we gave our uh, picks to. Philly. So we got we got twenty nine thanks to San Francisco. I'm taking what who you said, Drake London, the wide receiver from USC. I think like I said, we need playmakers. Or someone you also said Bernhard Ramon. Tackle. Tackle. Because I mean we need an offensive line too. Like that's obvious. But I, I see us actually fixing the O line in uh free agency and on the draft. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely like those. Um, I put Drake London down again because if the Patriots don't select him, I think he's obviously going there. Yeah, I think there's a good chance he goes AFC East. Yeah, so that's why I'm putting him for the Patriots and the Dolphins. kind of doesn't make sense, but I'm thinking it goes one or the other, I, yeah. and I don't really know what's going to happen there. But what I do see second round is I see them getting that running back you're talking about. I see them taking Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M, uh, when I was watching the Texas A&M-Colorado game this year, he was the best player on the field. And he just absolutely destroyed us. And the scattering report says he may not be the fastest back. He has great vision and patience when looking for his opportunity to strike. His receiving ability would also be a plus in the McDaniels offense. So yeah. I, I think he's the guy. I agree with that second round. Or I have them taking John Mechie the third from Bama. Yeah. Just – like I said, you can never go wrong with an SEC receiver. And we do need playmakers. Now, if we don't go Mechie, we go 
Isaiah Spiller. I could see us trying to go after Allen Robinson or Calvin Ridley in the offseason. Just a couple more couple more studs to get around Tua. Yeah. And what I wrote down is if you want to get the most out of Tua, you gotta put the most around him. Exactly. Like you need you need weapons to have your quarterback succeed. And right now we have Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, and I think we're gonna franchise tag Mike Giusecki. I think it's time to give up on Devontae Parker. I he he catches everything. Like I have a love hate relationship with him because he catches everything, but he also runs his routes fifty percent of the time. Yeah, I just I had him in fantasy two years ago. Oh, you don't take him in fantasy. I learned that the hard way. Yeah, very inconsistent. I have some personal fan questions to ask you before we wrap these things up about the Dolphins. Gotcha. You already told me uh, your favorite player on the roster, so I won't ask that one. It's Jalen Waddle because we agree there. Um, we already talked about the head coach. Who's your favorite Finns player of all time? So, I have the one where everyone has. I have, like, the one that made me become a Dolphins fan. So, number one, Dan Marino. I think before Tom Brady came along, he was the greatest of all time. He was in Ace Ventura. He's part of the reason I became a Dolphins fan. Like, outside of football, he was part of the reason I became a Dolphins fan. Everyone loved him in the U.S. And the world. (laughs) Absolutely. But then, like, the true favorite of all time was Ronnie Brown. Just the wildcat, him and Ricky Williams in the backfield were just... I'm surprised you didn't say Ricky Williams. Oh, no, Ronnie. It was Ronnie for me. Right. Every, everyone had Ricky because he was a power, like power, head to the grindstone guy. Ronnie was like the flash. Favorite defensive player on the roster now? On the roster, Xavier Howard or Javon Holland. Who was your favorite player to ever get traded? So I have a story about this one. So it was sophomore year. I just got done with the first period. I was walking to my second period study all class. Oh, so this is sort of like big memory. This is a huge memory because he, at the time, he was my screensaver, and it was Minka Fitzpatrick. So I'm walking to my second period study all class, and it was right in the library. So I pass Liam Haffey, who was like coming up to me, big half. He's like, dude, did you hear? And like he's the Steelers guy, so like. I immediately thought of it because he had a smile on his face. Like, everyone knew. Like I said, this guy was my screensaver. Minka Fitzpatrick was my screensaver. So then, like, I opened my phone, and the first thing that pops up is Minka Fitzpatrick's been traded to the Steelers. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? What a low blow. Like, I fucking loved Minka. And it was Flores, too. I never forgave Flores for it. Maybe that's why I was fine with him leaving. But I absolutely never forgave Flores because he was you trying think to like. It was Flores who pushed him out. It was, it was like noted saying Flores was the yeah. one who traded him because he was like he was like we gotta get tricks we gotta vamp up our defense I was like he was our defense yeah imagine having him with Howard right now <laughs> that that year was our defense yeah Damn. him and Holland would have been nasty but yeah that was that one who did they get in return Ooh, we got a picks which we spent on I don't think that was the Holland year. Did it turn into Waddle? No. We had Waddle because of our shitty season. So tell me about next season. No, no, no. We got Waddle because of the Laramie Tunsil trade. Tell me about next season Dolphins. What am I going to see? What are we going to see? Biasly, I think we're going to see second in the East. I guess unbiasedly, that doesn't change either. I think we're going to make it to the divisional round, maybe face off against the Chiefs or the Bills where we're just not quite there yet. But we're getting there. But we but we're getting there. We're moving in the right direction, which I love. Defensively, I think we're gonna see a higher ranked team because they won't be on the field as much. That was our downside. That's why we were so low. It's because we had a great defense. Number one in QB pressures. Almost, I think we were like top five in uh turnovers. 
I think we were the number two or number one scoring defense, but we were on the field way too much. When I look at the AFC East and I look at the Dolphins for next season, it's tough because I want to put them at two, but I cannot put them over Patriots just yet. I cannot put them over the Patriots just yet because they have a better coach and they have a better quarterback, in my opinion. All right. I mean, two has got to prove himself. That's what I'm saying. At the same time, if the Dolphins went second, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be like, oh, wow. I mean, here's my thing on Tua. I love him. I turned around on him. I didn't like him at first. I thought Joe Burrow. I thought we were busting for Burrow, but instead we were tanking for Tua. <laughs> you wish. I know. We just, had a shite, we just had a shitty but better season than the Bengals that year. But I think this is Tua's last year to prove himself, though. This is his last chance. This is his last chance. I I don't like the quarterbacks in this year's draft anyway, but I think this or next season is his last chance because after that, you got Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, probably a few others that like are in the waiting right now. I wish they were going in this year so the Broncos could get one of those guys. Yeah, I'm a big fan of C.J. Stroud. Yeah. I'm not sold on Bryce Young yet, but I'm a big fan of C.J. Stroud. I think what he did to Utah was just a disservice. That was also that was college. I'm super excited. I said it all year. I thought Ohio State had the best receiving core in the nation. I think they're gonna have the best receiving core in the nation for the next four years because that Smith Njagu is an absolute monster, and he is not the only weapon they have. Uh, I think we're gonna move into the NFC next week. I think we talked about that. Yep, uh, we were gonna go all AFC, but I think we're gonna transfer to some NFC just to keep it even. And- yeah. Keep it on the flip side. Then we're gonna go back to the AFC South because we have scheduling. We have we actually have a guy scheduled for that who's gonna be in town instead of over Zoom. Yeah, and I hope we can have a couple more friends on. Um, if you're listening to this and want to talk about your favorite team and we haven't talked about them yet, let me know and we can get a Zoom going. Um, Absolutely, it's more fun that way. Um, we love talking to anyone out there, and uh, that's about all the time we have. But I want to thank everyone out there uh, for still listening and supporting the show. Shout out to the troops. Uh, shout out to everybody in the front line. Shout out first responders. Y'all rock. Have a great night. Keep it all. Out.